Welcome to the Polygon Show. I'm Simone de Rochefort, and I'm here today with Allegra Frank. Hello. Chelsea Stark. Hello. And Ashley O. Hello. You also kind of quiet, weren't you? I just realized I forgot to open my oh, uh, fake. You, you do it right now. Do, do it, it, baby. Fake. My fake look. Ooh, Ooh good noise. Thank you. So I don't know if you heard about this, listeners, but I turned off the sound in my headphones. I don't know if you heard about this, listeners, but all of the LaCroix in Vox Media's office was replaced with a, a similar flavored seltzer beverage called Waterloo. Yes, Waterloo. 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 Yeah, that's exactly why I fucking, (laughs) I hate it. I mean, I love it. I actually really, really love the beverage, but I fucking hate looking at it. You love But every, no, I. It's torture. That's the thing, it's torture, because I know for the next 24 hours. Waterloo. But I hear the share cover instead. I do too. (laughs) Wow, really? Okay, good. Because I also hear the share cover and I get angry because I'm like, great, this is going to be stuck forever. (laughs) It's literally like I'll walk into the kitchen, you know, going to make my toast or whatever. I'll turn around. I see the fridge and my head just goes, Waterloo. (laughs) I've never been happier to not know ABBA. (laughs) Oh, I'm gonna, oh, Abba's fun. I'm gonna rickroll you. My mom with this song loves Abba. Good, like Everyone should. so, so much. Everyone's mom does. That's true. It's a very yeah. mom movie. It's a good know. movie though. A Mamma Mia. Yeah, it's called Here Mama. We go again. <laughs> it's called Mama. My Mama. That's why they like it. Oh, I guess so because it's centered around the moms and their for- and her former lovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fantastic view. I don't into think my, my future. My mom never. I don't think she has former lovers, so I don't know why <laughs> don't she likes it. Maybe she's that. vicariously living through the movie. <laughs> we all have to find out. We have to poll our mothers about their feelings on Mamma Mia and find out if they have lovers. <laughs> no, mothers my, my mom is strictly a bodyguard soundtrack woman. I will tell you that what? right now. Oh. This is why you didn't grow up with ABBA. Wait, I, no. this is amazing. I want to do yeah. Mother's Day app talking about what music our moms are into because my mom loves Migos and Cardi B. Your mom is much cooler. This is actually mm. a very good idea. Yes. Um, Send right. us your Mother's Day music questions. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of moms, mime juice. <laughs> It wasn't a good transition, and I apologize for that. So last week, y'all talked about the mime juice, which Ashley tried. We have an update, though. I still have not tried it, but Allegra has apparently tasted the juice of the mime. Yes. <laughs> well, that's horrible. But um, <laughs> actually, Waterloo. so before I get into that, <gasps> Ashley, did you get the collectible cup? No, there were only regular cups. Oh, no. There's okay. a collect, like, like from the... The thing that you just pull out, like on the counter. There's like a container, like a reusable container, um, that says like Slurpee on it, and it has like Detective Pikachu on the side. Like it says Detective Pikachu, and they have different Pokemon. So I got the Pikachu one. Was it like a large size? Um, yeah, it's like pretty big. I'll show it to you later because oh. I oh. have it. Um, I had to get it from my friend, but uh, yeah, so I got one of those. And here's the hack by accident. Oh I didn't. Okay, so the first fill is free, but I didn't realize you're supposed to buy it first. So what? they charged me as if. So I opened it and put my Slurpee in there, and then sure. they charged me as if it was just a refill. <laughs> so I got it for like a dollar oh fifty, and I felt bad. But it's okay because we spent more money, which I'll get to. 
we did not only get the Slurpee, but I'll get to the other thing we tried. So I tried the Slurpee, and Ashley, you were saying it tasted sort of like watermelon last like week, a, I Like believe. a, no, like a berry Skittle. Like a berry, yes, we were talking, yes, berry. We definitely got the berry hints. Yeah. Um, raspberry came up yeah. in our taste test. Mm-hmm. Watermelon also was yes. strong. Lemonade? <gasps> I didn't really get the lemonade, so I went with my friend Andrew, and he was very emphatic about it tasting like lemonade, which I didn't really get. So I, Sorry, I did not get that. Me neither. It's, there's no tart element whatsoever. He was like, that is the most overwhelming flavor I am getting. But I mostly got raspberry watermelon. Some people taste differently. <laughs> is this like a cilantro tasting like soap? Oh, thing. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Or the Slurpee tastes like lemonade, but so, so much better than cilantro tasting like soap. This is true. Question. Are those ingredients that you listed, are those flavors that you listed the ones that 7-Eleven says are in the... So the whole conceit is that no one knows what the Yeah, and you have is. to guess and then you get a prize? Yeah. Wait, is, what? Is there a prize? Oh, that's the whole thing. You, you guess and there's a prize? You're supposed to submit your guess and then whoever gets it right, like whoever what? nails it down, will get a year's worth of free service. Is there going to be only one winner or what's <laughs> the deal here? I guess everyone who guesses it correctly? What? I don't really know. Because like how oh my God, yeah, many what, what, different flavors is it going to be you, Ashley? What, what if it's a compound flavor, you know, and mm-hmm. it's not just one flavor? Like what if it's like a raspberry strawberry? You can't do that. But, but you can't what, just do like a raspberry or like a strawberry. Or like, Do you know if you have to hyphenate it or not? That's what I think it is. I think it's like traces of watermelon, traces of lemonade, whatever, just for example. But what, but, 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 but what if you what if you hedge your bets and you say like berry blast? I want oh, you that right? to write all of these questions into the submission box. Be like, excuse <laughs> yeah, me. Just in the box. That's your answer. It's too open-ended. I haven't looked at the rules of entry, but maybe Simone can look that up, or we can discuss it on a future app, and I, we will dis- we will submit a group entry. I think we should table it, and I think that Ashley should write an op-ed for Polygon about how yeah, bad the rules what are. What the hell? I will say, here's a, a positive thing that did not involve any guesswork or further questions. So there isn't just the mime juice. Did you see that they also have chocolate? What? Detective Pikachu chocolate. What's the chocolate? But there's a lot of... I only tried two. There's other ones, but they didn't have the other ones. When you say chocolate, what form? Chocolate bars... Different? Oh, not a chocolate slushy. No. no. Okay, thank God. Because that's that's what I was thinking, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Oh, no. I, I was thinking like an Easter bunny, but it was a Pikachu. Oh, I wish. Oh my God. I know. Oh. Fucking missed branding oh, opportunity. That's right so there. cute. That's better than like the brown yeah. turd from the machine I was picturing. <laughs> the chocolate slushy. So they have. I think. They, <laughs> I think they might have four different chocolate bar flavors, but we only tried two. So they had a Psyduck flavor and a Snubble flavor. <gasps> what? And the Psyduck one. They have cutesy names, but I forget the actual names. But the Psyduck one was like orange chocolate, so it had orange cream in it. And the Snubble one was pink with blue little flecks, and oh. that was raspberry flavor. Wait, what was the blue fleck? Like sugar, but they were crunchy. But it was like a, it was a pink color. It was a pink it was a pastel pink color. It was a pastel pink color. Ugh. How big was it? I'm confused. Um, like a crunch bar size? Smaller than a crunch bar, smaller than, smaller than a Hershey bar. Like probably four pieces, four or six uh, pieces, oh like small. God. I just feel like we can do better than this. Here's the thing. Yeah. The Psyduck one, bad. Bad, 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 bad. Bad. Neither of us could finish it. It was bad. Raspberry one, so freaking good. 
So good. If you ever had raspberry M&M's, it tasted like raspberry M&M's. Raspberry M&M's? Yeah. What the hell is... I've never heard this of that. This is sinful. Fuck off. They had the, them last year as a limited edition. What you, for what? <laughs> shit day? What the... Uh, shit what? Day. If it was on shit day, baby, my shit would be smelling like raspberry because I loved it and I ate so much. Blue flecks in your poop. No! <laughs> um, ra- so like raspberry flavored chocolate. It was still like yes. a chocolate chocolate base but like a yes. white chocolate it was more like white chocolate but the thing is it was pink so it was cool. more like white chocolate tasting yeah. but it tasted a lot like raspberry i feel like you Ooh. just went to a shitty 7-eleven ashley i mean our 7-eleven is very bad yeah week, okay it's very okay. bad Ash- we discussed Chelsea how i got yeah, yeah. <laughs> drank expired starbucks frappuccino from there what well, I didn't drink it because I yeah. noticed the chunks in the top. But oh, it was bad. God, it's, it's bad no, they did they not. They serve have... Starbucks at Seven Eleven. No, those like those bottled drinks. Oh, oh, ew, ew, um, ew. we went to the Seven Eleven that is near the office. Actually, okay, it's off the Fulton Street subway stop, so you can all go there. I um, take the subway. To I don't want to walk over there for some <laughs> gross ass <laughs> orange chocolate. <laughs> No. But I want to try the raspberry. It's the raspberry was really good. Okay. So we should all make a pilgrimage and also you can get a cup. Yes. Is it like a plastic cup or is it like a like a paper it's cup? It's plastic with a, with a straw and a screw. Is it embossed? Top. Does it have any like cool texture <laughs> um, from the font? No. Okay, well, after I, this I'll show you. This is mm. I anyway. Let's move great. on. To... Anyway, that's all. Detective Pikachu at 7-Eleven, I give a solid B. And it's okay. opening very soon. It's opening May 9th. So, and I'm I'm so ready. Wait. Did you ever tell us, did you like the Mr. Mime slushie? Oh, it was fine. I had like eight sips, and then I thought I was going to have to be in the bathroom for the rest of the day. So, uh, Oh, we also have the hi-hat mocha. That's good. Uh, What's a hi-hat? It tastes like freaking vanilla. Wait, is that a Pokemon? It, the hi-hat cafe is like a place in Detective Pikachu. Oh, my God. I guess. There's oh. a place called the Hi-Hat Cafe cool. in the movie where he gets his coffee, and this is supposed to be his coffee that he drinks, his mocha, and it was so good. Okay. I'm sold on that. Okay. Hey, did you know that when you Google 7-Eleven Mr. Mime Cup, our own Patrona comes up in the Google image search? <laughs> a picture of her? Yeah. Her picture <laughs> comes up drinking the Slurpee at the 7-Eleven machine. So... All right, let's move on to Persona 5 The Royal. Ashley, can you explain to us what that is? Yeah, it was very unclear on the initial tease if it was like a DLC or a different game, but um, I think it's just like a a revamped version of it. Like people were saying like Persona 5 Golden, Persona, uh, Persona 5 Golden, Persona 4 Golden, <laughs> Persona 4. I would have let it go. Because uh, it looks like there are, um, they have some of the same dungeons. So Kamoshida's uh, dungeon and the Okamura dungeon, but they look different. So they look very revamped and remixed. And there's a new area that you can travel to and explore. Uh, there's a new Phantom Thief. So what? there's a lot going on. And I'm very excited to does, play it. Does this have a release date at all? It does. Uh, it will come out this year in October for Japan, but stateside in 2020. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate. I think that's the most so of the, far from now. Yeah, that's eons away. Uh, that's light years. The thing that I've seen most people talking about with this is, of course, that Morgana is now a hot boy. Okay, so I've seen two, right? I've seen like Morgana as a cat 
in the trailer. And then if you go on the Persona 5 Royal website and you scroll down in the screenshots, there is a screenshot of the protagonist talking to a boy who has the same color eyes as Morgana and has like a little yellow necklace. And if you know any Japanese, you see that this person uses the Wagahai pronoun to refer to himself. And, you know, same eyes, same kind of Morgana <laughs> laugh. Um, I believe uh, he also calls an Andono, which is what, you know, Morgana has said if you turn on the Japanese audio in Persona 5 like I have. Um, that was a separate language pack that you have to download, FYI, just saying. It's free. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely Morgana, which is interesting because at the kind of spoilers for the game, Persona 5, uh, Morgana thinks that he's a human the whole time and is waiting to be turned back into this human. And then at the end, Morgana is not a human. But Morgana's oh. not a cat either. <laughs> uh, so it's like kind of tough to explain. But this time around, it looks like Morgana is a cute boy. Well, yeah, th and this echoes what happened in Persona 4 Golden. Also, possibly Persona 4, but I don't know because I haven't played oh, it. Oh, with Teddy? With Teddy, who is kind of like a bear suit mascot thing. Oh. And the first time they take his head off in the game, they're like- There's nothing. There's nothing, and it's fucking horrifying. <laughs> and it's yeah. just like he just toddles around without a head, and there's just empty space. But the next time in the middle of the game, they take his head off, he's a boy inside. Wait. And what? in Persona 4 Dancing All Night, he's still a hot boy. Uh, Let's and not he call dances. him a hot I would boy. question if he is hot. Yes. <laughs> okay, he, he's, he's a, a prince-like boy. <laughs> he's very so, princely and gleaming. Yeah, that's the only thing I know about Persona 4 is that there is like a big mascot-like character. Mm -hmm. I assumed that it was just a mascot. Nah, man. No, he was a shadow that somehow became a person, and that was never super clear on how. But in the but in Golden you see the boy. Yeah, uh, you the might. Boy. And it might be in the main <laughs> game too, but I have not played the original. I and a lot of content was added, mm -hmm. so yes. But I think the implication is that he's permanently a human after that game. At yes. Least. Oh. And he goes and travels. He when and he, he dances. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry. That's Persona Four Dancing All but, Night is the only Persona game that I've ever finished. <laughs> He's to where all my expertise lies. Is he the weird I, game? I saw pictures briefly before. Is he that's the blonde hair? Yes, yeah. with like blue the huge weird swoop. Yes. Yeah. A oh, little I, boy. Oh. Is he a little boy? He looks no, little to me. I mean, he looks 16. Mm. Still too young, Simone. I know. Oh, I'm not protesting oh that. Oh my god. <laughs> um Teddy, yeah. I, I think Morgana is definitely better looking than Teddy. I, I, I feel like yeah. they, this is my, maybe my personal opinion. I feel like they kind of cheaped out a little bit because the the picture or the little person that they use, the head, the animated head, yes. okay, mm -hmm. looks kind of like they just like retooled Yusuke or mm -hmm. your protagonist. Yeah. And it just looks like that, that they're like, oh, well, we already got the template. Just, right? just change his eye When I was yeah. looking, I seriously was just kind of like scrolling through the gallery and I thought that was just Yusuke. Yeah. But then I saw like the, the outfit and I actually like looked closer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I just, I kind of wish Morgana got it like a distinct look but we also don't know, you know, what kind of role that this human Morgana plays, if it's permanent, whatever. Yeah. But even so, I would have liked <laughs> something else. Ooh, can I ask a question of 
uh, your thoughts specifically, Chelsea and Ashley, speaking of um, roles people play, <gasps> Kasumi, is she playable or is she just another party member? So Kasumi is this new female character. I thought she was playable. I thought it was going to be like the re- role reversal and I get to date all the boys. That's what I'm hoping. What? Oh my God, I hope so. But because the, the doctor is a man this time. Yeah. But the hot. thing is, so Ugh. in Persona 3 Portable. As it should be. Uh, in Persona 3 Portable, you can choose if you're a guy or a girl. Mm. Um, but that means, you know, like the guy, if you're playing as the girl, the guy isn't in the game at all. But Kasumi is in shots and scenes with Joker mm-hmm. in um, the Persona 5 Royal Ooh. shot, like, you know, well, trailer and everything. They, you never know. I'm worried that Kasumi is another Akechi type of character. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, where like you can't really play her, but you can maybe like once or twice, and she's like the villain. Oh my God. She also, I mean, you guys also haven't, oh my God, you guys need to play four. So Marie was the addition that they made into four. And she was the character that is really weird, and mm-hmm. she mostly lives in the Velvet Room, and then has her own shit going on. Uh, she's very strange and very angsty, and writes very <laughs> weird poetry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but so Kasumi could be very much a Marie thing, which is like this whole character that's added and gets their own arc. Well, she does have a Phantom Thief costume, though. Doesn't Kasumi? Didn't she have a school uniform? I thought yeah. she went to the same. So school, she's like so. a transfer student who starts at the same time. That doesn't preclude her from just being like what Marie was, which was another character yeah. that you could like build. Marie yeah. was social a social link. With. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, and you sometimes you would take her out. And your other friends would be like, who's this weird person you're with? Oh, yeah, they have that in there. I felt like I wanted to spend more time with the other kids. I didn't really care about Marie. No. (laughs) I'm sorry. It is extremely true, especially after I read her poetry. I was like, do not care. (gasps) (gasps) That's what they said about me. Wow. (laughs) It was some edgelord shit. So, Uh, Ashley, are you going to replay Persona 5? I just I feel like I saw the trailer for like this a morning. third time. Yeah, and I was like, I think I gotta go on run three. I think I gotta go for three hundred hours. Oh I'm extremely ready to play Persona Five again. Also, like yeah. maybe they could have tightened up the ending. Who knows? Oh gosh. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I kind of hope that they readdress the ending a little bit. No spoilers. I mean, I'm not gonna say it, but it was just like the ending is boring. It was That's just, all I will say. Yeah. I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm gonna just say the in, the last ten hours of the game are not matched in quality to the rest of the game. And the fact that right before the game, when you think like, oh, this is over, it's not. You have to like further venture down in mementos for like 10,000 more fucking hours. And after all of that grime, then you get the ending. And I literally was like, okay. Oh my <laughs> God. All right. Oh, the worst. No, that's that's exactly how I feel. Also, I want to correct myself because Teddy, Teddy becomes a boy in all the personas because I remember I watched the anime, which is oh. based on the original. Mm. Wait, is Teddy, Teddy in the, let's not get into Wait, this. No, Teddy I, is in the anime, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, well, there you have it. You have more Persona 5 talk in the future of the Polygon show. It'll happen. As it should be. As it, as it always will be. I've actually been playing a game. Yay! What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know why I accused you of something. How could you? How could you? Guess what? I've been playing more Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I, I said <laughs> goodbye. So I stopped playing, as you might remember, because I could not modulate my gaming time and I hurt myself. And then I started playing again and I did not modulate my gaming time and I hurt myself again. But 
<laughs> I've learned from my mistakes, kind of, because now I play with a wrist brace on. Does yeah. that help? If you're playing with a brace on, I'm genuinely curious. It makes me feel better. I don't know if it's had any material... I'll get back to you after a few more days. Are I, you are you still doing stretches and stuff for your wrists? Yes, yes. I always do my little praying thing to stretch my forearms. I've not been as good as I should be, Ow. but I think the larger point that I want to get at here is I am now seventy hours Whoa. into Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and around that fifty-hour mark, folks, <laughs> for me, shit gets really great. <laughs> Wait, that's just like uh, the piece that everyone gave us flack for. They gave like, us so much flack no, for that. Oh, I think that it takes... was Red Dead Redemption too. It's like after... no, it was definitely Odyssey. Oh, it was. Right? Yes. Where it takes like twenty hours to get good or something. Oh. No, here's the thing. It's really good from it's. Okay, let me rephrase that. It's good from the beginning, but the larger scope of the story doesn't become entirely visible until twenty hours in. But. I want to talk about what's happening for me right now because I think like this game has always clicked for me. I've always found it very fun and also very addictive. But the shit that's happening now to me is so funny and so interesting and so delightful. So what has happened to me now, and this will be very mild, mild story spoilers for a side quest. I went to the Olympics. <gasps> yeah. Whoa. What? Yeah. Guess what? I went to Sparta and they were like, escort our fucking champion to the Olympics because we have to get an Olympic wreath for Sparta. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And they were like, go find our champion. His name is Testicles. And he's drunk all the time. So I went to the island and Testicles was there and he was really Stop. drunk. This huge drunk meathead. And he was like, I need my oil or I won't compete. I went and uh, I made this special oil for him. Wait, um, to, for, to rub on? To rub on okay. his wet body. To rub on what, what sport? <laughs> the Panclatian, which is wrestling and boxing. Oh, so, oh yes. he needs to be oiled up for wrestling. He's got to be oiled. Stop talking about oiling this, please. <laughs> I will continue How to speak about it. How hairy is he? Only mildly hairy on the chest. That's I feel surprising like... for testicles. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I only like my testicles one one. <laughs> so I convinced him to come with me. With the, I got the oil. I had everything he needed. I sailed with him to Elise, where the Olympics were being held. <laughs> You're all very nice. <laughs> when you said I convinced him to come with me, Chelsea made a horrible face. Oh, <laughs> I'm not looking over there anymore. That's my face. Excuse me. <laughs> no. It's just my face. No. So we get there and we're standing on the dock. And he like he's feeling very like, raw Sparta, yes. And somebody put the oil on me. Come on. And he booped Cassandra on the nose, which was very... Oh, the offense on her face. She was like, "What? How? How could you? How dare you touch my perfect visage?" And then he was like, "Who wants a hug?" And he came in for a hug, and Cassandra stepped aside to avoid the hug, and he tripped over a bowl of fruit and fell into the water. What <laughs> <laughs> a fucking idiot! I mean, this is amazing. <laughs> and everyone was like, "Oh, he can swim, right?" <gasps> And then it cut back to the water, 
and there was a huge shark just swimming away <laughs> in a pool of blood. Oh, no. How did that happen so quickly? How did it someone, happen so quickly? How does someone go from? Oh, oh, wait, was that supposed to happen? Yes. Oh, thank God. It was cinematic I mean, not really, perfection. But- it was so funny. That is, so is it like, pl- it's got to be played for laughs, right? Yes, it's okay. 100% played for laughs. And this isn't the main game? This is, this is well, it, it's, it's a, a side quest. quest in the main game, though. Yes, it's wow. something that you should do. Wait, so the Testicles, all Testicles did, he was a drunk. That's a, that's a thing. That, you know, a lot of people suffer from that. But he booped. Cassandra on the nose, and mm-hmm. so he has to get murdered by he, a no, shark? No, he tripped. He tripped. But, like, why did the game have to kill him like that? Because then Cassandra competes in the Olympics. Oh, okay. Wow. Is there some weird quick time event where you punch and wrestle? So, and how much oil did you wear? Oh, did my you, God. Oh, did you get to wear the oil? Ashley, I did. You did? Let me tell you, this is this whole quest. I think epitomizes why I love this game so fucking much. Because wild shit keeps happening, and every part of it is like, yes, this is so good and funny. So the the Pankration event ends up being just like punching, you know, no weapons. So that's whatever. I would have preferred some like actual wrestling mechanics, but I, it's fine. They worked with what they had. But there's a point. When it comes to the so in the wrestling, uh, because it's the Olympics, they wear like their wrapped underwear. You know, they strip down to the their like loincloths and a bra thing. I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of gesturing in this chestal area right now. Chestal. It's just a wrap. It's like a bandeau bra. Cassandra naked punching out dudes in the Olympics and in the third round they're like you're not taking this seriously you're not even oiled and if you have the oil you can say huh you know I do have some oil and then in the third round Cassandra fights in the Pankration completely oiled up shimmering half naked muscular scars out it is so good it was a moment of of beautiful fan service. Did you take a screenshot? I don't think I did. I think I was too distracted by being happy (laughs) (laughs) and punching dudes in the face. So my, I guess my message here is Assassin's Creed Odyssey is so big and I, for some people, I think it can take some time to get going, but the gems inside it are so worth excavating and I love this game so much. Oh, just having a really good time. Yeah, I heard I'm the side quests are what really make the game. Like they're great side quests and great mm-hmm. character development, even like the small ones. I think Simone, you were telling me earlier about a side quest, and it was was it supposed to be like you thought it was going to be a combat quest, and then the guy just ended up being like, "My sons." The test of extremely accurately finding my son. Yeah. Oh, this is another really good thing because you're on the on Crete where the Minotaur lives, and there's this 
scam, basically, in this tiny town where they're like, come fight the Minotaur, but you have to complete these pre-trials to complete the trial of the Minotaur. And Cassandra's like, this is bullshit. And it's a test of strength, a test of, I think, speed, and a test of accuracy. And you go to the test of accuracy, and the guy is like, my sons are missing! They've run away! They were playing in the field, and now they're gone! And Cassandra's like, I'm here for the pre-trial of accuracy. And he's like, okay, well, this is going to be the pre-trial of extremely accurately finding my sons. (laughs) And then you just go find his sons and that's it. And it's so good. I like went in there being like, shit, I'm going to have to do a bow and arrow test. I'm going to have to accurately fire the weapon I'm worst with in this game. And it was a total reversal of my expectations. (laughs) And it was just really funny. That's Um, awesome. Yeah, loving it. So if anyone feels... Like, picking up this game, especially now that the uh, Atlantis DLC is coming out and looks a baller. Oh, it's already out. Yeah. The first episode came out yesterday. And I, I just need buy to the buy DLC. it. I, I, like, wanted to leave immediately upon finding that out. Except that I, having played for 70 hours, am not at level 52 yet somehow, which is... Wait, did you really clock 70 hours and you're not level 52? Yes. I don't know this what I'm... Game is, this game is... some Charmander. It's Charizard. <laughs> this is Charmander of Assassin's Creed. What? It, is the game just that long, or maybe have you just been doing like a lot of side quests? I've I been f- doing a lot of side quests, but I think you need to, because the um, because most enemies will scale up in level with you. So you need you get you know XP for discovering new locations for completing side quests etc cetera, etc cetera. so oh my God. you can't really mainline the main quest um but- also I haven't uncovered the full map yet either ha 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 it's okay you you, <laughs> you oiled yourself you were too busy with mm-hmm. other things true I'm so oiled that I'm going to Book Alcibiades, and it's gonna be great. Hmm. Anyway, enough about my time in ancient Greece, where I will return to once I leave this office. Hey, everybody, Simone here. Uh, so I was wrong about needing to be level 50 to do the Atlantis DLC because I misread the ridiculous requirements for doing the Atlantis DLC. Um, you have to be level 28 or above, but when you go into the DLC, they bump you up to level 52, uh, level 52 with preset abilities and resources, enabling you to start your adventure. Um, but also to get there, you have to have finished a certain quest line. And what it says is you have to complete the quest line between two worlds, comma, the mythological main game story arc, comma, and Air of Memories, comma, the Lost Tales of Greece quest line, that is available after completing the former quest line. So I'm understanding that to mean those are two different quest lines and not four different quest lines. Either way, I have not finished the mythological main game story arc because, again, I'm only a mere 70 hours in. So anyway, um, that is my correction. And thank you. Oh, Ashley, you've been playing Yoshi's Crafted World. I have. That was a terrible segue. I built up for you. Hard left turn. Yeah. Enough about fucking. Let's talk about Nintendo. Who is Alcibiades? Who? Oh. Why do you want to fuck him? He wants to fuck me. Okay. Well, (laughs) uh, I have been playing Yoshi's Crafted World. (laughs) 
Um, it's been out for a while, and I'm surprised I haven't played it earlier. Just other things uh, like getting mad at Overwatch got in the way, and also Bob is you. Oh. Um, but Yoshi's Crafted World, very, very cute. I was wondering how similar it would be to Yoshi's Woolly World, as that is like one of my favorite games. Um, it is, I think there was an adjustment period of the fact that it is 3D. Um, sometimes you can go like sort of into the foreground or the background or like throw things in the foreground or background, but that's not always immediately clear. And I think you just have to play it for a while. Because like I, I think I got, you know, a couple levels in and then I realized I was like, wait a minute. I can throw an egg at that little like cardboard bush and like sometimes it'll have like coins behind it or like a shy guy with a red coin or who knows. Just but, any bush could have that? I mean, but it's not any bush and that's why it got complicated because then <laughs> I just was like, well, how many? And then sometimes it's a cloud, sometimes it's a flower. And then I think my issue with this is like, I need to, I was trying to play it to relax and so instead of playing it in a way where you would kind of breeze through it and relax, my like instinct kicked in, my like completionist no. instinct, so that you know I finished this adorable like Poochie's tape level or something like that. It was like adorable and cute. And then at the end it it, it showed you, you know, your stats. Oh, no. And at the end it was like Poochie's tape level completed. Three stars out of six. And I was like Fuck you! Okay, fuck you! What the hell? And there's like 19 out of 20 red coins. What the fuck? You know? And then sometimes, like, there was a bonus poochie level that was very cute. And there was like, collect the three poochies. And I found the three poochies. This was a really long bonus level, by the way. So I got really nervous and I was like, Maybe I missed one. And then I found that there are like some bonus poochies, right? Hiding behind the bushes. That's what oh. I meant. I didn't know. I think I hit one by accident. And then I discovered there was a poochie behind there. And I was like, shit. I have to restart this. I did it. I kept playing. And I was like, I'm just going to I'm gonna enjoy this. I'm going to enjoy this experience. And Let then, me enjoy it. Yeah. And then I got really like anal about finding every single poochie. And I was like, maybe. Turns out I did not get a bonus for finding the extra poochies. I thought I would. What? And the fact that like you get an extra star at the end. There's like a little star or daisy thing that you get. It's like if you complete or find the three poochies in under five minutes. Oh, but I no. think I got like five, seven. Because I kept uh. because I kept backtracking because every time I got a poochie like sometimes he could boost you up so I like combed the whole thing and at the end I was like oh, well I got like five or six poochies I'm definitely gonna get an extra star no I was robbed reverse <laughs> actually I shouldn't have tried to find the extra poochies because I was 17 seconds over fucking poochie level screwed me much like you with every game i really do want an ashley reacts to yoshi's crafted world video series i just don't get it like why did that happen to me i just love the idea of it being so cute and pastel and just like you've saved poochie and you're like what the fuck where's my star that's what i mean i was really mad about that but what i wasn't mad about this is very cute and good you can change i think sort of like woolly world you can change which yoshi you want to play as at like any time they're just different colors, basically. And so I like to do a thing where, because I think everyone should be equal in Ashley's dictatorship land. Yes. Of course, that makes sense, right? So after every like like little level I complete, I go back and I switch my Yoshi color. 
Um, and I found out that in between these levels, sometimes there's like a little space you go to and there's like, it looks like a gumball machine and you can put in a hundred coins and like, it'll generate like a random, like a skin for you. Right. And it has like a normal tier, a rare tier. And it, it's like based on the, the level or area like you just played. So I got um, I got a cute house thing and then I got a lighthouse skin. And it turns oh, out yeah. that it's like literally just Yoshi sitting like inside a cardboard box with his like arms poking out. And like his head is just here. And there's like the, the roof is just like perched on top of his little Yoshi head. And he kind of like waddles around like this. Aww. And you play the whole level with that skin on? Yeah, you can do that. But I think, though, this, like, employs an, a mechanic that I personally am worried about, which <laughs> turned me off of Breath of the Wild, which is, like, the, the skins are skins, but they're also kind of armor, so they can take damage. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And they're like, but be careful. They can break down. And I was like, oh, what no. the fuck? Come on. I just spent 100 coins for this. What if I got a rare skin? What if I run into a shy guy one too many times? Then what happens to my lighthouse? It's gone. I mean, it's not gone yet, but what if that happens? <laughs> Would you literally have to rebuy the lighthouse? I don't know. <gasps> what if I get, I mean, luckily the lighthouse is normal tier, so I can just probably get it whenever I want, maybe. But what the why hell? have they added so many mechanics into this cute game this that way specifically target your anxieties? Also, nobody told me that this is basically the Infinity Stone game. <laughs> because in the very beginning, you know, there's like this beautiful. Sort of. This lumpy stone structure. It has five color gems in it. Mm. I think you can guess the same colors. Mm -hmm. Something happens where clearly, you know, someone tries to take the stones and then they get scattered. All right. And all the Yoshis are pulling on the stone thing with their little noise. Like they play that over and over. And then it, it, it flies away and they're like, help. Help get all of these, and there's like a little indent indentation for each of the stones on this like stone slab, and I'm like, this is just a non-wearable gauntlet. <laughs> this is horrible, and all the Yoshi's are different colors, and hope they don't uh, turn into ash, you know. Oof. Well, oh, maybe they will. I don't know because maybe my fucking skin will disintegrate. Made oh, my fucking, oh my god! Oh my god! This is too stressful. It's very stressful. <laughs> when your lighthouse breaks down, Yoshi's just like, I don't feel so good. No! <laughs> I feel like only I can make a very cute, nice game really stressful. I feel like I just no, immediately I feel like they take built it this to in. Also, uh, Matt Patches reviewed it and said the same shit. Like. Uh, he agreed with you. He said it was too stressful, especially because it, it measures too how... too stressful. It, like, also, doesn't it measure how many eggs you use? No? I don't... Uh, what do you mean measure? Like, does it count how many times you use your resources to break things down? Uh, I just know that you can, I think, carry, like, five or six at a time. Oh, okay. Uh, but yes, Patches' review said pretty much what you are saying, which is, like, why did they add stress into cute game? I mean, I know that there's still a mellow mode, but I think the mellow mode only gives him like little like wings to boost up his <laughs> jump. Why are you laughing? That's so cheap. Angel Yoshi. Yoshi's Angel mellow Yoshi, mode. Yoshi, but he already has like a really long jump. I mean, it's true. That's not the same as flying. Okay. The game is very cute, very creative. So much cardboard and like cute, like DIY-ish. It's mm. just very, I know there's a Nintendo Labo But not as game. relaxing as Yoshi's Woolly World. <sighs> I'm sorry. Know. Yoshi's Mellow Mode reminds me of a beverage called Marley's Mellow Mood. 
Whoa. Hmm. Oh, wait. Isn't this the tea? Or this is the thing you accidentally drank. What I is? I didn't accidentally drink it. I purposefully drank what it. What is I just, Marley's Mellow Mood? It is a Bob Marley branded bottled beverage that is sold in stores in Washington. I do not believe it actually has weed in it. I, I think it's just like full of melatonin. Are you sure? It couldn't because weed wasn't legal there when I drank the Mellow Mood. I'm still stuck on you saying <laughs> Bob Marley... Branded beverage. You said like five B's in a row, and I hurt my brain. Bob branded beverage. Marley's Mellow Mood. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> I like that you refer to it as when I drank the Mellow Mood. Yeah. Like I'm gonna smoke the marijuana like a cigarette. Yes. I drank the Mellow Mood like a Pepsi. Ew! This is a Coke podcast. I'm no, sorry. It's not. Oh my! God. Like a luckhead. Controversial. Anyway, I then had to walk home from QFC. And I like I don't believe that this beverage actually does anything to you, but I do just remember like being needing to cross the street and looking at the cars and usually I would jaywalk and just looking at the cars and being like, "No, I can't handle this right now. What? They're too fast for me." So, I'm going to break something to you. I think you were high. <laughs> but they couldn't have made me high. <laughs> But then I did go home and put on How I Met Your Mother and then fell asleep for like two hours. What does, um, I mean, that's not With my friend Brad Stafford, who introduced me to the mellow mood. You also ate two boxes of Eggo waffles. Weirdly enough, yeah. Mm. So I think for the rest of today's show, Ashley and Chelsea and yes or no, Allegra? No, I don't watch Game of Thrones. Ashley and Chelsea <laughs> are going to hold a discussion, a round table, or an across the table, if you will, about the second episode of this season of Game of Thrones. Um, they'll probably also talk about the first episode. But you know what? I guess if you watch the second one, you're happy to hear about the first one. Um, so if you would like to stay tuned and listen to a spoilerific discussion of episode two of season eight of Game of Thrones, you should absolutely do so because it's going to be fucking great and then I'm going to immediately go home and catch up on this goddamn show because I want to join the party everyone's having so much fun how far are you I watched the first one the first oh the first episode of season 8 okay th- oh, I thought you were saying I thought you went one episode oh, one season I watched one. episode one technically I did skip seasons three to five and then also season seven but oh. I've read the books so it doesn't matter oh. season <laughs> Things might be a little confusing if you skip season seven because it's not in the books. I don't give a shit. I, that's fine. <laughs> Just read a Wikipedia. Oh, wait. I may have watched part of season seven. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I read every article about it. I'm spoiled the hell and back. <laughs> it's fine. If you ever want to talk about episode one, season one. Oh, yeah. I, I can dredge up those. I memories. remember two scenes, I think. Congratulations. Well, let's go outside the room, Allegra, and talk about that. I would love to talk about that because I just rewatched season one, episode one, for like to see how far it had come, and it it is bad. Well, and also they said that season one, episode one mirrors season eight, episode one. So it was a good idea to rewatch the very first episode. Yeah, yeah. It was everyone coming to to see the parallels, but that shit was like a medieval soap opera, and the acting writing felt way more stilted. Mm, yeah, feels rough. Characters definitely grew into themselves. That's interesting, and I kind of want to talk about that at another point. Uh, but for now, I'll let you guys talk about episode two of season eight. I don't know why I like lost track of that sentence in the middle of it. So, are you good to close out the show? Yeah, cool. Have fun. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Close.
the door is shut, and now we're in Westeros. We're holding the door. Holding. Holding the door. Chelsea, what did you think of episode two? I thought that this was honestly like one of the, it had a lot of character exposition, but I was like, oh man, so much gratifying fucking shit happened. Almost like it's a big setup for something really bad happening. Oh God, I do not, like I was tempted to just stop watching after that because so much of what I was looking forward to finally happened. I mean. What was the biggest thing you were looking forward to that happened? There were actually, it was just the two things equally. It was the Arya and Gendry thing. I didn't think that they would actually do it just because she's been so not sexual or hinted at anything sex related or interested in men, women, anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really, really loved their dynamic in the beginning, was rooting for that the whole time. The second, and probably maybe even more important than Arya Gendry actually, is the Brienne thing. Because oh. actually, in the entire series, out of all of the so many fucking characters, Brienne actually is my absolute favorite for so many reasons. Just like she's just the fucking best. And I get it. I feel like there are some things that she, you know, has gone through that I'm like, I get it, girl, I get it. And for her to finally, I mean, not just like, you know, get what she wanted, which she's always wanted to be a knight, sure. But I think it's like the symbol of this man who is so talented, I mean, in combat, regardless of his, you know, Kingslayer name, is recognizing her as his equal, Mm -hmm. accepting her, and also respecting her. Like, how he stuck up for her and was like, I would fight by this woman. She, He respects her immensely. And he, just the fact that he's like, well, fuck it, fuck tradition. I'm like, oh, oh, God. Especially because even earlier in the episode, she was saying, like, why, what are you doing? Like, why haven't you insulted me in this conversation? Like, usually an asshole. And it was nice to see Brienne, who I think has just, like, worked the whole time. She's, like, done so much growth in this show that it's like, oh, all of her work was paid off. She absolutely deserves that title. And also her... Oh, Gwendolyn Christie acted the fuck out of that. Like, she's so good. Like... Sometimes because you she's so buttoned up, you're like you don't even think about her. But she like went through the whole range of emotions there. Yeah, and and it a lot of it was nonverbal too. Mm-hmm. You could just see on her face, and like you did. I think I loved that the most. You didn't need words for that. And um, I don't know if you saw the you know like at the end of the episode they kind of like have the showrunners talk a bit about certain key moments. Um, and they said that uh, definitely, like, Brienne does, I mean, if if you don't know, like, in fact, like, have feelings for him, but she just couldn't really recognize or process that because it's, like, barely ever happened to her. Like, I know she was really into Renly, and it was sort of, but this is different. Like, Renly, I don't think, ever really saw her as an equal. He just sort of was like, okay, he accepted her, yes. And I think he did, to a degree, respect her, but like he didn't really see her true value, yeah, and her worth like Jamie does. And so, like for Brienne to not only finally have these feelings of validation, recognition, acceptance, but I think also trying to grapple with like this man who she probably has feelings for is like. And also in front of everybody, like there are other people in the room and that he so unabashedly was like, no, I'm not ashamed of you. Like, I'm not going to make fun of you. Like, you're you're great and you deserve this. (gasps) And uh, I think in an interview with um, Nikolai Koster, uh, Walda, was that how you say his name? Uh, 
Jamie's actor. Uh, I think like he he had confirmed in an interview. He's like that was like an act of love by Jamie. Um, that and so for me, like I kind of was on the fence too of like, yeah, he realized that Cersei is a crazy bitch. Yeah, he realized like and you know solidifies that Brienne's great. But I wasn't sure if that his character would go the extra mile of like, well, does he like like her that way? Yeah. Or what did you mean by really love? Respect like respect, her? love, or like. Like, romantic love. That's what I mean. I kind of am unclear on that. And uh, someone else pointed out, oh, please don't point out, but maybe they're like, well, what if like all of that knighthood and all that stuff was for nothing and she gets killed off the next episode? And I was like, don't you fucking dare. No, you can't just like, okay, I actually have a lot of feelings about this because it's like, it would really suck to give all these characters a bunch of growth and then kill them. Because we like basically this was a whole episode about character growth, and some of it was clearly like, uh oh, like Grey Worm seems like he might die. Oh yeah, he basically were... had the like we're gonna sail off to the nicest place together, and I'm like, oh no, Grey yeah. Worm is definitely they, dying. They did the the camera lingered on him as he left, and I was like, oh fuck, yeah, that I sucks. That's not good. Uh, what, what do you think about Theon? Um, I, I think Theon also, because I think Theon finally gets resolution. He finally gets to do, he got to do right by his sister and now he gets to do right by Sansa and like get accepted again in the Starks after he fucking Mm. betrayed them. Yeah. And like, he's had this whole journey of being shitty, um, and then getting redeemed. And I think it's like, it's really cool to see that journey, but also it's just like, I don't know. It feels like. It feels like the end of Persona almost where it's like you're wrapping up all your social links and you have to finish Mm -hmm. all of these things and tasks. And it's like I feel like we finished up all the social links on a lot of people. That doesn't mean they're going to vaporize and get killed, but it does feel very final. What do you think personally about the fact that everyone they're like, it's going to be safe in the crypt? Go to the crypt. Go to the crypt. And I'm just like, oh. Yeah, they, they must have said it enough times to clearly be foreshadowing something. But it would also make no sense because all those bodies are like super dead. And like, even if the whites could animate them, that said, Rickon is not super dead. He's pretty freshly dead. Like, he could come back. But I feel like the old dead people, like anything... After Ned Stark. Oh my God. Do you think Ned Stark? Ned Stark? I don't know what happened to his body. Yeah, because I know his head was on the pike. So I don't know if they like. Like a headless Ned Stark? Brought it back together and sewed it up to bury him. I have a feeling that Sam is going to have to be brave again. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think, oh, yeah. I was just talking about people that have plot armor. And I was thinking of the list of people. And I think it's like Arya, Sansa, uh, Jamie, John, and Danny. Maybe, maybe not Tyrion, but Sam too. Sam is like going to be there to the end, I think. Do you think, what do you think about the John and Danny tension now that she knows? Ah, it's so sucky. Uh, I read some good stuff about how the song, Jenny's song, which was a, a pulled from the books and then fleshed out for the show, was like basically parroting the decision one of them has to make. One of them has to step aside for the throne. I don't know if I want. I don't know if I want either of them to rule. I want Sansa to rule. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too, actually. I, I always felt like John would step aside because he's constantly like, I don't want to be king. I don't want to be head of the Night's Watch. I don't want to be this. And people keep, and he's just like, oh, I don't know. I just I just got here. Yeah, he, he literally died, and Bobby was like, finally, I get to rest. And then they're like, no, we're bringing you back, buddy. You ain't dead yet. 
Um, I feel like he'll step aside for her because I feel like he's just like, fuck this. I just want to live. I don't care about being king. Yeah. But I don't know. What if that would be shocking to me if Danny dies? Because I always see her as like, oh, she'll survive the thing and she'll assume the Iron Throne. The end. Da, da, da. There's some interesting parallels that like of the prophecy of like how uh, whoever is the Lord of Lights gets their magic sword because in the in the books the prophecy is that they have to temper the sword by plunging it into the heart of their wife. What? Yeah, and so it's like, well, would, yeah. Do you do you think they get no? They no, I hope they don't fuck again. No, I mean like get married. I mean, well, they're Targaryens. They already fucked. Yeah, um, but that that's kind of curious because then I I remember Cersei's prophecy too of um. The witch saying specifically that like a more beautiful younger queen will dethrone her. Yeah. So it's sort of like, well, maybe that I mean, that's what I'm guessing that that's why she'll still stay alive. But that flaming sword thing is kind of scary because now I feel like it's very unclear who that Lord of Light savior is supposed to be. Yeah, it could be either of them. Um, If you have not read any of the stuff, Austin, one of our wonderful uh, Polygon employees has been writing on the Game of Thrones like on our site. It's so good. He's been really digging into the lore shit, and I'm like living for it. Yeah. Um, no, I don't. I I this next week's episode is an hour and twenty minutes long. Oh, it's supposed to have the longest battle. Ever. Oh wait. Oh, it's supposed to be an hour and twenty minutes long. So every every episode now, the last four are all like an hour and eighteen or an hour and twenty one. Oh. And here I was thinking that they would do the thing where they're like, next episode is the battle. And then the next episode is like the beginning of the battle. And then no, they cut away again. I think it's going to be the whole. F- I mean, like, I think it's going to be a chunk of the battle. But apparently it took them 11 weeks to film the battle. Oh, my Lord. And really? all the actors were saying it was fucking hell. Jeez. So that's what that kind of makes me confused. Because some people think, right, that after that, the next episode, episode three, that like all the White Walker stuff will be done no. early and then they're going to, and I'm just like, I, I don't, it's just like, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, like, also there's like, Cersei has an whole army, sure, but like, what are they going to do? Because they can't march north. There's winter. Um, what do, I feel like, isn't she going to stay put? Yeah, she might just stay She's just like, well, I got these people that, I mean, I think she's just going to wait for them to die Mm -hmm. first, which is kind of stupid if you think about it. Cersei is nothing but self-serving. I know, I know. It's ridiculous. But I love, love her outfits, though. Actually, I think the outfits, like, I love in the show how all of the women have gotten these, all these, every woman in power has amazing outfits. Sansa looked so good last episode. And did Arya. Like, Arya had that cool, like, one shoulder cloak thing. They all have really cool shoulder yeah. pads happening. I wanted to point that out that like from the beginning, like you said, it was like sort of like a medieval soap opera and they were all sort of wearing these like frocks, right? Yeah. But like I, I see that in this, you know, in the latest one, Sansa has this like dominatrix thing going on, right? With this like chain and this like yeah. this like striped leather that's like kind of like pinned and I'm just like, who who, who is doing? I mean, it's awesome. I would like to think that, like, the armor person at Winterfell was just like, "I'm gonna make you some badass armor, Lady yeah. Sansa." But I think you're right. Like, even with Danny and all the women in power, like, the wardrobe has just stepped up in a major, major way. Like, I feel like they're they're free to do more creative shit, and now it's like so cool. Also, when Arya was taking her gloves off, I was asking uh, Gendry like who he's been with. I was like, most powerful move. 
I still feel a little weird about her hookup with Gendry because I feel like I feel like she's never mentioned this at all. Like she just had a couple longing looks with him, and I was like, "This is." It feels like a weird character departure for me. I agree, and I think though, you know, when um, at the end of the episode they showed her briefly, like Gendry was asleep and she was just like awake. Yeah, and to me, like I'm sorry, like my first instinct, I just blurted it out. I was like disappointed. Yeah, I, I saw a good meme that was like, "You think you're getting the ham- hammer, but you got the needle." No, and I was like, "No, that's cold." Oh man! That I will is... say Twitter has been so good. Game of Thrones has been good, but Twitter has been very good. Oh gosh, so funny! I was captioning it as like, "I swear this this never happens. <laughs> this never this has never happened to me before." But I I don't know if that was like she. I don't know if the look was like she's still so unfeeling because she did have to repress a lot of emotion, a lot of Arya Stark. So I wasn't sure if that was a look like was I supposed to feel something because I don't or if it was like her just being awake thinking about the battle it's yeah so hard we could to read say. so much into that shot and who knows what she's actually thinking um well I think we should wrap it up but if you guys liked this segment of Game of Thrones spoiler talk let us know and we'll maybe we'll do more of them um if you want to see us in Nashville please um, check out the podx website it's podx.com slash TPS. And there's still tickets available for Pod X. So, and we're there the 31st to the 2nd. And our show's on the 1st. Yeah, live show in Nashville. Um, and also, if you like this podcast, please rate it. Please tell your friends. Please send us emails, polygonshow at polygon.com. Ashley, final thoughts. No final thoughts. Uh, just, uh, God, good luck, everybody, watching the, the next episode. I know I'm going to have to hide behind uh, my stuff there. Mm. Well, this has been The Polygon Show. <laughs> <laughs>